On this episode of The Trillist, we have... I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder when I was 17 years old. And obviously that was a very difficult part of my life. Through that struggle, I realized that something that was keeping me moving forward was the thought that I could help somebody else in the, in the future survive. So kind of, it became my purpose, you know, if I can survive this, then someone else in the future, I can inspire them to do so. There's a lot of misconceptions in the Hispanic community about mental health and not enough people talking about it. And it's interesting because people told me to not do it in two languages. They said that would be a lot of work. For more chill content, follow the Trillis Instagram at T H E T R I L L E S T underscore podcast. And check out Sia's Insta at L I N D A L E B B I E. And if you like this video, and I know you do, just admit it, please rate. Our podcast it will help us with reaching more people and also share it with your friends, your family, your loved ones. Just share it. Hi, everyone. Before we begin this episode, I would like to tell you that on March 25th, 34th Street will be releasing an issue of the Spring Dining Guide called Reality Bites. It centers around how COVID-19 is shaping the future of the food industry and includes tales of restaurants rising to the challenge of staying open through innovation, philanthropy, and justice. To support these local businesses, please pick up a copy of the Dining Guide at either The Compass, Paris Baguette, or High Rise Field. As a bonus, every issue comes with the chance to win a golden ticket. Sounds to me like Charlie from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is involved in this one. Make sure you pick up an issue, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of The Trillist. On today's episode, I have my friend, YouTuber extraordinaire, Victoria Fernandez. Thank you for the introduction, Sia. Hi, everyone. And we will be discussing her YouTube channel that focuses on mental health, awareness, and inspiration. So I'm so happy to have you today. Before we get into it, could I ask you to tell the listeners what your North Star is, what you want to accomplish in this life? Um, Yes. So of course, I'm very passionate about mental health, which is something that we'll dive into. Um, So my goal is really to 
to help as many people as I can in the future. And that also comes in with my role at Google, my future role at Google, and seeing the impact I can make there uh, with mental health and using the resources. So it's just to keep growing and helping other people. That is a beautiful life goal and you have such a bright future ahead of you. But the reason why I asked you this is because would you say that in order to be up on what is going on in the mental health field and also along with the tech industry that you will need to be knowledgeable and up on the news? Of course, it's something so important to keep up to date and seeing the statistics of what people are going through and how one can help even more. Well, lucky for you and our wonderful audience, shout out to you guys because you're the real ones. The Trillist is sponsored by The Economist, and we have a special link in our description that allows our audience members to get a 12-week subscription for just $19. The Economist is a reputable source. They cover a vast variety of industries, arts and culture, music and tech, and all of that lovely stuff, along with what is going on in the international and domestic political sphere. So make sure you all get your life. You can even share the love, share the link, and get that subscription and start reading today. Again, it's in our description. All right, let's get into it. I am so happy to have you here. So just to give the audience a little background, Victoria and I met virtually (laughs) this summer during our Google internship. We actually started talking before the internship started, before she actually began, because she began two weeks ahead of me. And our friendship just grew from there, and her spirit is so amazing. She's such a sweet individual. You uplift so many people around you, and I am so glad that we are friends, that we are good friends, and happy that our friendship will grow, and to this new part of our lives. So thank you for accepting to be here today. So to begin, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, what you're studying and where you go to school? Yeah, so I go to Texas A&M University and I'm studying marketing. And how I guess how I started or more about myself is that I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder when I was 17 years old. And obviously, that was a very difficult part of my life, um, something that I struggled with a lot. But through that struggle, I realized that something that was keeping me moving forward was the thought that I could help somebody else in the, in the future survive. So kind of it became my purpose. You know, if I can survive this, then someone else in the future, I can inspire them to do so as well. So that's kind of how my YouTube channel started three years later after I was diagnosed. and. It's been growing since then. That is amazing. And your YouTube channel is called I Live to Inspire Mental Health. And I just wanted to know one day, like what exactly made you wake up and say, this is a day I am going to start that channel. And how did you come up with the name? So um, I actually had a lot of ideas for what I wanted to do. As someone who has bipolar disorder, if anyone's listening and has bipolar disorder as well, you know, the creativity never stops, even at three in the morning. Um, so I had just racing thoughts of 
I want to help people by I don't know, giving speeches, talking to district people to help schools. I did try that in high school, but unfortunately, it didn't get anywhere because there's a lot of work that still needs to be done. And then one day, I was with my boyfriend and my friend, an old roommate, and we were kind of talking about how I could make a difference. And I had actually gotten a tattoo in high school that said, I live to inspire, because that's what, you know, what I thought was going to keep me going. Like I had overcome a lot and I was like, okay, this is going to keep me reminded of my goal. Uh, So we were trying to come up with a name for whatever I was going to do. And then I was like, I live to inspire, like my tattoo, like that's, that's perfect. So then everybody loved it. And from then, I still kind of struggled to figure out exactly what I wanted to do. But a YouTube channel had been thrown out as an idea by my friend. And I was like, that would actually be really cool. I know how to edit videos. I could really send a message. And so I said to myself, I'm going to do it. It took about a year for me to actually post the first video after I had that main idea, because obviously it took in a lot of Um, you know, talking to my parents, the people around me. And also, it's really hard to be vulnerable with people. Um, I had a lot of fears of what are people going to say? Is it going to harm me in any way? But ultimately, I thought, you know, if I can help somebody else survive, at least one person, then it'll make it all worth it. That is beautiful and phenomenal. And I'm glad that you did decide to start your YouTube channel because it has brought so many blessings that we'll discuss later on. But I just also want to say that Victoria is Venezuelan American. On her YouTube channel, she has videos in both English and Spanish. For anyone who is bilingual, who even is learning Spanish and wants to watch uh, Spanish-speaking programming, check that out. It's amazing. And I just want to know how you came up with that idea because that's very unique. Ladies and gentlemen, every video she makes, she has a version in English and a version in Spanish, in Espanol. And that's admirable and also different. You don't really see that on the platform. So I thought about that because I realized, you know, what's going to make me different? I obviously speak English and I speak Spanish. I speak English better than Spanish, but I speak Spanish really well, I would say. And I said, you know, if I can help more people in the world, why not do it? Of course, it's been a lot more work. Um, I usually record my English video first because it's just how I can really get my thoughts together. And then the Spanish one. But even though my English is better than my Spanish. My Spanish videos do a lot better than my English videos. So I guess there's like a little bit there on how, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions in the Hispanic community about mental health and not enough people talking about it. And it's interesting because people told me to not do it in two languages. They said that would be a lot of work and that, you know, it it would not be worth it. And they were wrong (laughs) because thanks to this, it's how I've gotten so many of the opportunities. Whereas if I would have only done it in English, I probably would have you know, fallen into the huge pool of people who are already talking about it. Yeah, that's phenomenal. And I, I love that you found a gap in the system, like a true entrepreneur, and you provided something that people were missing and needed. So thank you for doing that. And 
earlier you brought up how because of your bipolar disorder you have all of these ideas even late into the night and I just wanted to touch back on that and ask you formally how do you come up with the topics that you discuss in your videos I know you have videos about your bipolar disorder you have videos about your internship and you also have videos about your OCD and how you deal with that so how do you come up with what you want to discuss so basically i always tell my viewers that i want to take them in a journey in a journey of my life a lot of times i'm going through stuff just as they're going through it and we're talking about it simultaneously like i'm telling them hey like i'm going through this right now i'm gonna figure out how to deal with it and then i'll let y'all know um how that works that's usually in between a different topic but if, for example, I'm going through panic attacks, which I was at the beginning of when I started making videos, then you can see that my first videos were about anxiety and panic attacks. Now, that doesn't affect me as much. Um, what started affecting me a lot was realizing the OCD that I had. Um, so then I started making videos about that. So it's based on the things that I've gone through and how I can be relatable to other people. Right now, for example, as you've known, I started you know, taking care of my physical health again and so this week's video is going to be about that and how that affects my mental health in moments that I haven't been physically active moments that I have been physically active and generally I also take suggestions for, from people who message me through Instagram or who comment on my videos and tell me hey talk about this or I mean they ask me like how are you in a relationship with bipolar disorder is it possible and I'm like it is you know I just use my life experiences to tell a story that is amazing. And yeah, let's speak about your relationship. So Victoria and her boyfriend have been together for three years and counting, actually more than three years at this point, three and a half, right? Your anniversary was in the fall. Yes. So sweet. And they met and you have a, a video about this, but you told your boyfriend, I believe, let me know if I'm misquoting, you told him that you had bipolar disorder on your second date. And to your surprise, your lovely surprise, he was so accepting of you and is there, is so supportive. And you also have other videos where you talk about your parents and their support with them going to appointments with you through the journey of you being diagnosed, which is amazing. As you spoke about earlier, and not just the Latinx community, but also the African I think it's an immigrant thing overall. Mental health isn't really discussed, and a lot of parents try to put down that aspect and not discuss it. And I believe so many immigrant black and brown people are suffering from mental health disorders, but they don't speak about it, and it leads to generational trauma. So I say all this to say, how was it accepting your diagnosis and going through that process of adjusting and getting to the point that you are now when, yes, you might have episodes, but there are few in between, few and far in between. And how did that affect your relationship with your boyfriend and your parents? And if you want, you can bring up your sister as well. Victoria has a younger sister. Yeah, so relationship-wise, it hasn't always been easy. It's not always perfect. Uh, my parents always supported me in taking me to appointments, in listening. 
But obviously, it's not something that's easy to accept. No, no parent wants to accept that a kid, ha- their kid has a mental illness. I mean, people don't even want to accept that they have a mental illness themselves. So it's obviously very hard. I think that I accepted it before my parents did. I, I remember the day that I was diagnosed, or kind of the day, it wasn't the first time we talked about it with the doctor, but it was the day that I understood what the doctor was saying. And I went to my friend's house, and three of my best friends at the time were there, and I just told them we all started crying together, which made me feel very supported. I obviously hit this for a long time because of all the stigma that surrounds it. I mean, my family in Venezuela didn't know about it because of the stigma. And my parents, it was hard for them. And I tell them, I'm like, look, I take medications, and I am very successful. If I didn't have bipolar disorder, this stuff wouldn't work. And all the symptoms that I've had, obviously. My mom, she's more accepting. My mom's read a lot of books about it. Um, She's like, I lived through those things. I remember everything. So it's there. It hasn't always been easy because it's hard to understand emotions that you've never gone through. So if they've never felt what I, I feel, then it's harder for them to understand why I'm acting a certain way. But... Uh, with my sister it was really hard for me because whenever I was going through my worst time I wasn't the best sister in the world I was not very good at all but it was because I was very depressed and my parents I think they put a lot of pressure on me to be like a parent to her when I wasn't a parent I was her sister and that was hard on me because of my mental health and everything thankfully as we've grown up both of us we've we've fixed our relationship we keep growing closer every day and that is that makes me feel so good because that person that I was when I was having so many episodes is not the person that I wanted to be towards other people. And then with my boyfriend, he, yes, he accepted it. From the very beginning, I was very terrified to tell him, but I remember he said that we needed to be honest with each other. And he didn't even know about this, but he wanted us to always be honest with each other. And I was like, I can't hide. (laughs) I can't hide this away from him. It's such an important part of my life. And I have so many goals with it as well. Um, so I told him, and again, not always been easy. Um, there's times that he hasn't known, he has not known what to do so at the beginning. Now he knows how to like, you know, manage it, but have a panic attack or whatever. He understands it, but it's hard. Of course it is, especially him not going through any of that. But regardless, he's always been supportive of me in this dream. Like he was one of the only people that believed in me about my YouTube channel and my old roommate when nobody else completely believed in the idea he was there for it especially when my parents were doubting it um and it's just been amazing to to have a partner who has taken the time to really understand what's going on with me um to you know he the other day I wasn't feeling good and he was like what do you need all that's all he said and I was like oh my god (laughs) like that almost made me tear up because it's that's just what he said just made me feel better right away That is so sweet. Shout out to him for being amazing. I don't want to say his name (laughs) on this podcast, but shout out to him. He's a real one. And I love that. So, so, so sweet. And I'm glad that you got to rebuild and are rebuilding your relationship with your sister. It's important. We have a saying in Sierra Leonean Creole that fumble teak, you know, it go bend, but you know, go broke. Which means, (laughs) it means that family ties are really strong. It could bend, but it will never break. So I think that really is seen in your relationship 
with your sister. So thank you for sharing that. And I'm glad that your mother read books and was super supportive. And even your dad, even though he drags his feet a bit, he's there, which is important. So thank you for that. And I'm glad that your friends, you went and told them and they were with you and you all cried together. That's beautiful. And also showcases how it's true friendship, right? That they'll stand by you regardless of what is happening in life. So thank you so much for sharing those anecdotes and stories. And I just want to switch gears a little bit. You spoke about how your Spanish videos on your YouTube channel really have opened up doors for you. And I personally know that one of those doors is that you received a recognition from Google for making a difference in the Latinx community. So can you tell us more about that recognition and then also how you found out about the Google Bold internship and how you decided to apply for the APMM marketing internship specifically? Yeah, so those two things actually tie in together. Um, basically, uh, my mentor in college told me that Google was coming. And so I got really excited and I was like, he was like, do you want a one-on-one with them? And I was like, of course I do. <laughs> so I signed up and I made my little business cards that looks very creative. I put on my like neon pink trousers because I was like, Google's different. So uh, we got to stand out. And I talked to the recruiters and, you know, they were super nice. They weren't actually marketing recruiters, but they helped me a lot uh, with my resume because there was like several events throughout the day and to one of them which is a Starbucks nobody went but me I don't know why people are crazy or maybe it was just God Um, but they helped me with my resume for like a full hour they obviously introduced us to the Bolts program told us that we should apply so then I was like okay I have to apply I've always been lazy with my resume but that day I made my resume in two days Like I was speeding through asking a bunch of people how it was or whatever. I was trying to make it as unique as possible. And I even, a little side note, but I even made a website that I had made for Lift Inspire that obviously is not public because they were just ideas. And I sent it there and I put Welcome Googler as like a banner. (laughs) So then like it would stand out a little bit whenever they actually looked at the work that I had done. And basically I applied for that. And I was stalking Google students on Instagram and I saw that they were doing this contest and there was like one day or something like that left to apply. And it was like uh, how you're making a difference in the Latinx community for Hispanic Heritage Month. And I applied for that and I was like, I mean, I don't know what, what I'm doing counts, but who knows? And a few months later, I think it was two months later or yeah, sometime later. I get notified that I've been selected to get recognized by Google. And I remember I was eating, you know, uh, frozen pizza at that moment. And I was like freaking out and jumping. And I called my mom and she almost cried. And after that, that was a very cool experience because it kind of, it was encouraging definitely to keep making content. And it was also definitely an entrance into actually getting the internship because now I could put that on my resume. And Google was super amazing. We had a Google call with a bunch of the other people who were nominated and we received some good goodies and it was just really fun. Uh, And then after that, you know, I had already applied for the internship. 
a few months later, I get interviewed and I was so excited. I actually didn't know how competitive it was until after the internship was over that people started, you know, as you know, like on LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I was interviewed and I had a gut feeling that I was going to get it. My dad was a little mad because I had only applied to Google <laughs> in like another internship, but it wasn't like serious. So then he was like, you're not going to get a job. Like, what if you don't get it? Whatever. And I was like, I know I'm going to get it. <laughs> and then I end up receiving the call. I was eating that frozen pizza again um, when I received the call from New York. And they're like, you are getting the internship and you're going to California. Clearly, we didn't go to California, but I was stoked. I was so excited. And it was just, I mean, obviously, my channel came up a lot on my interviews. Um, and it's something that I give credit to for getting me to where I am. Obviously, I've had leadership experience and all that kind of stuff. But definitely, my channel was a huge part of how I got to Google. And I'm so excited. You know, I never imagined that something that I wanted, I just did to help other people would lead to this. I love that. I think you should eat frozen pizza every day because <laughs> I think that there's a correlation with that. That's a beautiful story. And I, you know, when you know, I really resonated when you said you just had a gut feeling that you were going to get it. I have dreams. And to those listening, you might roll your eyes right now. But I really see not everything, but certain things I dream it and it comes to happen. And I had a dream uh, about a week before I received the offer as well for the internship that I had gotten it. So since that I had that dream, I was calm. I was like, I'm going to get it. You know, I wasn't stressed about it like I was before. So I love how we're both Christian and spiritually believe in God. I love how God kind of told us that to be calm and accept the blessings that are coming on. So thank you for speaking to that. And yeah, we didn't go to California this summer. We were all sheltered in place in our respective areas, you in Texas and me in Philly this summer. However, we will be going to Texas once this panoramic, no, I'm joking, once this pandemic is over. So I'm so excited for that. Can you let us know how you plan to grow your YouTube channel when you're out in Cali and SF in the Bay? Let us know what's, what you have planned for that. Yeah, so I have a lot of plans. I think I have a lot of collaborations. I definitely want to make a video with you. I want to, with my channel and my Instagram, right now my life isn't as exciting because, you know, I'm in school, living at home, but I know that when we get to San Francisco, it'll be a totally different thing. So I'm hoping to share more of my life with my subscribers and my followers. And I want to make more Google content. I want to make, you know, the videos that we've talked about of making. I'm not going to share them here, but uh, y'all will know if you follow me whenever it comes out. Uh, and I'm excited to just meet all these amazing people, get more stories out there. Um, and again, use Google resources to be able to help more people. I love that. And I cannot wait to see those videos. And that's a mood. I feel like, um, you know, when people the, during this pandemic, I've been cautious and safe and I haven't been, I'm a very social person, but I haven't been social like I have in the past. I like to go out. I like to have fun. I like to see people, blah, 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 blah travel, you know, the works. 
But I just feel like my Instagram is kind of boring <laughs> because I'm just like at home, whether that be in Massachusetts or in school in Philly, and nothing really exciting is happening. But I can't wait for it all to be over because. Like you, Victoria, I have so many plans. I'm going to be moving, channeling this journey of starting anew. And also I plan to travel a lot. Victoria and I plan to travel. Like there's so much coming down the pipeline for the both of us. And I'm excited to experience that with you and also root for you and share for you on the sidelines. But to wrap up, can you let us know one piece of advice that really resonates with you and that has helped you through your mental health journey. And then I also want to know what video was your favorite to film and why is that? And you'll give the title of the video so that the listeners can go and check it out right after this episode ends. Yeah, so I mean, I always end my videos by saying there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and a bad day does not mean a bad life. I think that's something that I kept telling myself whenever I was going through hard times, that life was going to get better, even if I didn't believe it all the time. Um, I think that it's it's important to realize that life will always be changing. We're never going to just stay in the same place. We might feel stuck for a little bit, but that's not going to be forever. There's doors and opportunities that will come that you have never even imagined. Like, I never, ever imagined that I would work for Google. What? Like, that's crazy. If I would have given up whenever I was during my worst times, then I would not be living everything that I am living right now. So life can always get better, especially if you get help. That's the most important thing. Going to a psychologist, going to the uh, to a psychiatrist, whatever it is you need, go. Because, you know, caring about what people think is, think is not going to make you happy. You have to do what makes you feel good and what makes you feel happy. So don't not get help because of what other people might think. In the professional way, uh, I know you didn't ask this, but I remember somebody at Google gave me this advice that said, if you ever feel stuck where you're working and like, or wherever you are, then either move or change something about it because you should never settle at all. So I thought that that was pretty amazing, especially for, I mean, for anyone, but especially for creative people, if you're feeling bored, uninspired, move or change something. Um, my favorite video, that's, that's an interesting question. I think one of the most fun videos I did was the Google video because I got to show all the gifts that we got and I got to really share with viewers this message that you never know where life can go to. And if I would have given up, I wouldn't be where I am today. That is powerful. Thank you for sharing those two quotes. They resonated with me and I know that the listeners will really be inspired by them. And yeah, everyone, go check out I Live to Inspire Mental Health on YouTube. It's amazing. I will also have the link in the description. And you can also follow Victoria. Can you let them know the at for I Live to Inspire and also your personal Insta at as well, please? So my um, I Live to Inspire is at I Live to Inspire Mental Health. And then the personal one, I actually don't use it for public use. Um, but I, as I said before, I'll be sharing more and more of my life on my public account for you guys to see. Awesome. So go follow I Live to Inspire Mental Health on YouTube and 
on Instagram, subscribe, show love, watch the videos, be inspired, and just know, as Victoria says, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel, and a bad day does not mean a bad life. Thank you so much, Victoria, for coming on, for speaking with us, for inspiring us. I really was looking forward to this interview. You're such an amazing wonderful person i can't wait to meet you in person and give you a big old hug (laughs) and i know that your channel and i send i watch all of victoria's videos and i also send it to my mom and my mom watches it and is also inspired to someone who has struggled or struggles with anxiety and other issues so it's helpful you know there's no age boundary to who can be inspired by her videos and it's also available in English and Espanol so make sure you check it out. Thank you so much Sia for this opportunity I absolutely love it and I am so happy about our friendship because you're such an amazing human being and you're so supportive and just amazing like Sia I'm so blessed so blessed that you came into my life and I know God put you in my life for a reason um, and I want to thank you for being for having me on your podcast. And I hope to have you as well on my YouTube channel. And I mean, just to grow our friendship even more. Awesome. I'm crying in the club. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm crying in my room. But thank you for those sweet messages. God really blessed me with you and your friendship as well. So shout out to our listeners. Thank you for listening. I wish everyone peace and love. If you could please rate and leave a comment on this podcast, that would be great. It would help us be more easily identifiable on iTunes and so on and grow our listenership and tell your friends. Thank you. For more chill content, visit the Trillis underscore podcast on Instagram, T-H-E-T-R-I-L-L-E-S-T underscore podcast podcast and also visit Sia's Instagram at L-I-N-D-A-L-E-B-B-I-E.